We interrupt this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. It's Wednesday. It's 6 p.m. It's the Big Sojo Show! And Brian's here. Hi, Brian. Yo. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. Two Doom. weeks in a row. I know. And then? And, and, and Brian's got the fidget spinner. You know what's great is I got the noise gate on. You 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 can't hear it unless I'm talking. I know, I'm noticing that. <laughs> there you go, that'll do it. <laughs> so that's what a pop filter is for. I, I I left a fidget spinner by Brian's microphone after our conversation from last week. Tell me it doesn't sound like a cat purring. Sure. I could hear that. Maybe one of your fat cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my fat cat snoring. I played, uh, my, my middle child had a fitted spinner when I saw him Sunday, and I got to play with it, and I'm like, oh, if I had this in school, it'd be great. Yeah. So. I, I figure usually when we're here, you're, uh, you're playing with whatever the fuck you can find. So was, I, I can hear you drinking your water bottle just fine over the noise gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I took the whole thing apart and cleaned it, so I knew it was going to make that sound. I don't know, I can't fix it. <laughs> it's bullshit, but I need more water in my life, so. Yeah, I I still haven't gotten in that habit. And I'm a voiceover artist, so, like, I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you're going to go see Weird Al with me, or I'm going to go see Weird Al with you. Yes, well, we're, we're going to go see Weird Al. Are you going to get him to sign the Simpsons? Ooh, maybe. Because apparently he just hangs out on his. Uh, he like, does. He hangs out. House. He hangs out backstage. So I mean, if you're spending two hundred and seventy nine dollars on the VIP tickets, yeah. I mean, you get some cool stuff with that. Like you get to you get to be in like they have like Weird Al Jeopardy before the show. Cool. That you get with the V. You you can uh, possibly be a part of that. Possibly be a part of that with the two hundred seventy nine dollar. You probably win VIP tickets. Yeah. You'd probably win. I'd do okay. I don't know if I'd win. Yeah, there was this uh, I Prevail show was Monday. You were sending me pictures of their merch. <laughs> and apparently, their lead singer wasn't there. They really? had someone else fill in because their lead singer uh, apparently injured his uh, vocal cords. Oh. So, but they were all talking about how they all love wrestling. And their their stage show was very, um, was was very like, wrestling. I, I saw the wrestling ring. Yeah, they had the huge wrestling ring. And then it was funny because everyone was just like, hey, Brian, so would you fight Chris Jericho now? I'm like, yeah, bring him back here. Call call Fozzie back. <laughs> now I got a ring. I'm in. So, but um, what was really cool was they actually had, like, they brought people up and they're like, there's a thing. They were breaking kayfabe, which is funny. It's just like, there's, a, there's the good guys and the bad guys. Or in the wrestling world, they call them faces and heels. Now, we need a heel right now. Who wants to be a heel? And they brought a, a guy up, and they had like, what do you think about Niagara Falls? And then it was a pre-recorded, like, Niagara Falls sucks. I can't wait to get out of here. And shit like that, so. <laughs> but um, it was just really funny. It, it was very wrestling-oriented. And then um, halfway through their encore, they, the singer and the, the, the spare singer that they had and the guitarist actually went to um, into the wrestling ring and started wrestling. Really? Like, joking around, and then the lights go out, and I think confetti bombs and shit like that. So it was it was, uh, pretty, it was a pretty cool show, but they had... the ra Let me tell you something. The Rapids cleanup crew, they love when bands use confetti. Yeah, we absolutely fucking love it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's still not even close to how much confetti was in the, um, the Flaming Lips show. But 
Um, it, what the funny part was is beforehand they had the VIP. Now I have no idea how much a VIP costs for I Prevail, mm-hmm. but there was a good like hundred people. Really, fifty to hundred people for the for the just for the VIP. Before and they got, I they, saw their flyer, I never even heard of this band. Yeah, like the only band I heard of, I can't recall. Oh, I can't recall off off the top of my head what their fucking name was either. Which sucks because I, I saw them a couple of times, but I um the it was the opening act. God damn it! I hate that. I can't. I hate when I when I can't remember. Lady Laura Moore believes that this is a replay, a re a replay of the show, not a live episode. Today she, is October eighteenth. Yes, it is, and she says that uh, she believes this is episode thirty nine. I've got news for you. This is episode eighty five. Eighty five. Eighty five. Damn episodes we've been doing. Of course, I'm two weeks away from 300 on the uh, on the other podcast. Wow. Yeah. Part of me wants to come to that, and the other part of me just doesn't. <laughs> we're just we had this conversation like off the air after the show the other night, and we're, and we're just like, well, we're two weeks away from episode 300. We've got no guests. We've got nothing. We've done this uh, milestone thing for every hundredth episode and every anniversary episode, and they they all seem to fall around November. Because the anniversary is in November, so somehow every hundredth episode is, uh, you know, pretty much every other November. So it's like, do we really need to do anything special for this? Hey, you guys are still being on the air is pretty special. It is pretty special. By the way, that band was Escape the Fate. Oh, I've heard of them. I've seen them like two or three times. Then uh, they also had The Word Alive and We Came as Romans, but... I've heard of We Came as Romans. Yeah, Escape the Fate was was really good. I, I didn't really care for any of the other bands. Um, they did their music well. Like, I liked I Prevail when it was... The, one of the guitarists was singing, but when they had the screaming... I'm just... I'm not a screamer guy. I mean, that's why I don't like Kill Switch Engage. Right. So, and I'm saying that because you have Kill Switch Engage <laughs> I, up right now. I, I'm, I'm... Tickets go on sale Friday. <laughs> did Actually, they early, no, early VIP tickets went on sale yesterday. Ooh, I'm not getting VIP though. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to spend like a thousand dollars to go meet Scott Ian? No, but it's bad enough. A uh, one of my uh, late coworkers uh, used to say that I looked like Scott Ian when I had the goatee, and no, <laughs> you really don't. Yeah. I don't know. Shave your head and shave it just to the goatee, and then see if he can point you out on the in the audience. When you see him, <laughs> maybe, maybe is that my brother? <laughs> yeah. And then and you just go, yeah, I'm your brother, brother. <laughs> Who you? Don't call me brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, I started in the seventies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wrestling fan is gonna come out on the show apparently. <laughs> so, um, I... I I'm sitting here this morning and I I didn't go to bed. Like, I stayed up so I could buy Weird Al tickets. And, uh, well, because, like, they're like, oh, we're going to text you the morning of the show with your pre-sale code. Because you have to get pre-approved for, pre- for pre-sale for, for this tour. Weird. No, it's not weird. It's actually smart because it, it's to verify that you're a human. Yeah, no, it's just it's weird that no other bands have done it yet. I, I hope this becomes a thing. Because it's it's a, a scalper, a, a preventative measure against scalpers. Uh, so they're like, we're going to text you a few hours before the on sale. And if we can't text you, we're going to email you. And so I'm like, 
I finished watching uh, the movie I had to watch for today's show. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I got like three hours before these tickets go on sale. So let me just stay up. And uh, Randy Shisto from uh, I Was Myself from Halloween. I Was Myself for Halloween. Uh, he just randomly sends me a message of uh, a Randy Savage action figure. Like, like it's a it's an animated gif of Randy Savage with the old, like, you know, LJN or oh, ha- Hasbro or whatever action figure from the commercial or whatever. I'm like, dude, I have that action figure somewhere. <laughs> and just get into this conversation where it's like, yeah, I, he tells me he stopped watching in like 2003. I'm like, God damn it. I wish I would have done that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. During the ruthless aggression era. <laughs> well, he was saying that he, he feels like he missed out on like Shawn Michaels' comeback. And I'm like, yeah, man, I got to see him wrestle Chris Jericho in Seattle and Ric Flair in Orlando. And like, he's like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, yeah, it was a thing I used to do was go to WrestleMania. <laughs> I've only, um, I've only seen him wrestle once. And he wrestled with The Undertaker versus Goldust and Mankind. Hmm. I saw Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Against Randy Savage and Bret Hart. Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> Fuck you in the ass. <laughs> well, I've seen Brock Lesnar. Have you ever seen Brock Lesnar? Yeah. I, seen... saw, I saw Brock Lesnar fall flat on his face doing a, a shooting star press. Well, I've seen Goldberg. Have you ever seen Goldberg? Yeah. I've seen AJ Styles. Have you ever seen AJ Styles? <laughs> it's funny because like all these wrestlers I've seen with Joe. So. He, he's naming off wrestlers that were at the Monday Night Raw we went to. Or the house show. One I've been two. licked by the Bushwhackers. Have you? No, that I can't say. I Boom, have. Bitch. All right. <laughs> it was one you, of the. It was one of the last. It was one of the last tours that they did with uh, WWE. You, you, you got that one over me. I think I saw Ahmed Johnson, but I can't remember. <laughs> I got one that you haven't seen. Yeah. Have you seen Brett versus Owen Hart live? No. Boom. No, you got me on that one. Nassau Veterans Coliseum, Long Island. WrestleMania Revenge Tour for WrestleMania 10. That was a beautiful fucking match. Eh, I got Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, so... uh, <laughs> So two losers with yeah. failed movie careers. Two, yeah, okay, The Rock's not the biggest star in fucking Hollywood right now. Nah, <laughs> that, that goes to Vin Diesel. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Your fucking water bottle sounds like a woodpecker, dude. I've had people say it sounds like a pig. I could hear that too. <laughs> oh man! So um, I'm not really prepared for today's show. <laughs> Says this episode of the Think So Joe Show played on October 18th, 2016. <laughs> no, it is 2017, October 18th. Yeah, we're reading off tweets that are happening right now. How are we doing that? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, according to her, the show, like, I, I retired after last week's show. Did you really? Uh, that, that's, uh, that's what she says. Did you lose your smile? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. so. So when Shawn Michaels lost a smile, that was just because he was doing a lot of drugs, right? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, well, no, the, not, I don't want to get too far into wrestling, but, uh, I think we've already done that a yeah. little bit, but, uh. Uh, no, the, uh, the actual reason was, uh, you know, according to some people was, uh, Sean was booked to lose to Sid and then go on to lose to Bret Hart. And he was like, fuck that. 
I have to lose twice in one year. I'm out. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then he came back and beat Triple H, and then beat Triple H again, and then beat... I was like, oh, my. He found God, but he's still an asshole. That's amazing. <laughs> well, no, he came back after that, and he wrestled for a while before he got the injury and... Before he... And left. It's weird, because I see where he so-called hurt himself, and it really looks like he barely grazes the casket. Yeah. Anybody that doesn't watch wrestling that's listening to the show is like, what the fuck was a casket doing there? <laughs> True. True. They should have a snake pit match where you have to throw somebody into a pit of snakes. That'd be cool. Yeah, why didn't, why didn't they ever have that with Jake the Snake Roberts? I don't know. The The closest thing they did to that with Jake Roberts was with the Ultimate Warrior when Jake turned heel. Insider terms, folks. Yeah. Insider terms. When he turned into a bad, mean man. Yeah. And the cobra jump up and bite the warrior. It's yeah. like, oh my god, I can't believe he just did that. I like the cobra that uh, chomped on uh, Savage. Yeah, that yeah. Cool. <laughs> They're like, no, that was real. I'm like, yeah, well, he didn't have venom, guys. <laughs> it's a cobra. They they devenomized him. You should watch uh, Story Time on the WWE Network. There's always like hilarious Jake Roberts stories. Apparently of, Jake Roberts was a really fun guy when he wasn't like coked out of his mind. Yeah, he's he's always telling these stories about like, you know, throwing the snake in the shower with the boys <laughs> who are all like terrified of the snake. See, I love I love snakes. So I'll be like, "Oh, hey." And like and like hey, Damien. Like apparently like snakes will spray if they're scared enough and you can like actually physically make them do it. And he would spray the crowds with this snake. It's awesome. Yeah, just these stories are hilarious. Yeah, I'd get the WWE Network. I just wouldn't use it to its full $9.99 a month potential. Yeah, I uh, I attempt to. I tried to watch a, an episode of Nitro yesterday, and I fell asleep and woke up like three episodes later. Has uh, Crow Sting come yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I was I was exhausted for some reason. Like I woke up and then I got the I get the phone call, like, hey anthrax is coming, you're coming with me. Ryan's so dropping things. I tried so hard not to do that. Yeah. Like anthrax is coming to Rochester, you're coming with me. Like, okay. Sounds good to me. And then like, I don't know, I must have done voiceovers or something, and then I'm like, fuck this, I'm going back to sleep. So we should talk about music or something. Yeah, let's talk about music. What about music? I don't fucking know. What else is Lady Laura Moore saying? I don't know. I clicked over to Facebook. She's not saying anything. I am love. I am love listening to this archived episode. <laughs> it is a replay from over a year ago, fifty-eight minutes ago. Okay. Yep. Weird. At B. Lee Muller, while wow, this episode of At Think So Joe Show played on October 18, 2016. Damn. Yeah, what man. Oh. Got some cool shows coming up for all Western New York radio. Halloween show next Friday. That's going to be at Stamps. I got to go to that one. Starting an hour earlier than uh, we had originally anticipated because we have an extra band. And that is the reason that Brian's actually going to show up at an all-Western New York radio show. See Scott Leffler twice, twice in, the, in, a month. in a month. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's crazy. I feel like I shouldn't go now. 
Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Janie Crash and the Tall Men, never, Avid the Band. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> See if you would come to all West New York radio shows or show up for this goddamn show every once in a while, yeah. <laughs> you would know who these bands are. Uh, we're gonna have Jackknife Stiletto from New York City. I've heard of them. They're awesome. They are incredible. They're great. They're no longer an independent band since they're signed to Blackheart Records. Yeah, I, but as soon as I got the text, like, "Hey, can 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 my friends from New York City?" Jump on the show. Like, if it's Jackknife, yes. I'm surprised it wasn't Dan who texted you. No, it was Luke. I don't think anybody else in XM Prior even knew about it. Damn. Because I texted Nick. I'm like, dude, you need to update this flyer you made for me. And put Jackknife Stiletto on it. And he goes, Jackknife Stiletto's playing this show? Uh, yeah. He is. <laughs> they are now. Yeah. And then, like, who, and then who else is playing besides them? XM Priory. Never heard of them. <laughs> and uh, Final Decline. Never heard of them. It's funny because when I first saw Jackknife Stiletto, it was uh, Jackknife Stiletto was opening the show. Yep. Uh, with Lost Elysium. Never heard of them. <laughs> uh, Inherent Vice. XM Priory, The Long Cold Dark, and The Dreadnecks. Oh, that was such a good show. Yeah. For a, for a basis that we had like three weeks. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a good show. Yeah. Those were the days, Joe. Those oh. were the days. <laughs> I almost played bass for you once. <laughs> yeah. Didn't end up happening, but... <laughs> I was sitting here like, all right, I gotta learn these songs. And then you're like, yeah, we're just gonna do an acoustic show. Yeah. It was a good <laughs> acoustic show, though, too. I'm sure it was. I'm really, I'm, I'm a really good guitar player. I don't care what anyone says. I'm not amazing. I'm not the greatest, but I'm okay. Uh, I don't know, man. I heard your new band was telling you you need to be better. Yeah. <laughs> and I will be better, because that's how that shit works. When someone tells you to help you get better, mm -hmm. you just fucking get better. You don't, you don't bitch about shit for no fucking reason. Nope. So, I hate that. I hate when everyone's just like, oh, they, they think I need to get better. Well, I'm the best there is. Fuck you. I'm out of here. And it's like, um, I'm going to WCW. <laughs> so, um... You, know, you never, ever stop learning. Never. No. Never. Like, I, like, like, I say that all the time for voiceover. Like, people are, you know, like, I am constantly watching videos from voiceover artists who are you know talking about gear talking about techniques and talking about all this other stuff and like i never want to stop improving at what i do and i don't understand people who can just stop and say like yeah i'm good i don't need to learn anymore i don't need to practice anymore or what the fuck ever man like no yeah that ain't how it works <laughs> there are guys that um that knew how to record reel to reel tape and then they learned to do digital and now they have that option of doing both because mm -hmm. if you were just trying to do real real tape you would have gone out of business yeah for sure because analog recording was dead for like 10 or 15 fucking years so but um yeah they they just they pretty much said to me um hey you're doing a really good job with almost with 90 percent of the material but it's that 10 percent that's that's getting snagged and since every song has something of that 10 percent in there get fucking better i said okay they gave me some songs they gave me unholy confessions by uh Avenge Sevenfold, learn that, and then I'll learn most of the techniques that are in a lot of these songs. And, like, my girlfriend, Lily, she goes, um, didn't they want you to be you, though? And I go, yes, but they also want me to be able to play the songs that are already created and play them as is, and then if we want to change them later on, 
that's fine. Mm -hmm. But learn them note for note and then go from there. So, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I mean, and and uh, you had told me that you know once you learn the techniques, you you know the techniques exactly, and then you'll be able to to even incorporate that further uh, when you when you go into uh, you know writing new music with uh, with Breaking Solace. Exactly. Yeah, we've already been working on a couple of tunes, which is sort of ironic, and I keep trying to put the kibosh on it because I just want to learn the. It's ten songs. That's all it is. But every song has like six or seven different guitar parts to it. Right. So I have to li- I have to learn those, and then there's solos and 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 um and lead parts and stuff. So I have to learn all those. So if we get another uh, guitar player, then <coughs> excuse me, then um him and I can trade off leads and stuff. So it's not just him doing all the leads and I'm doing all the rhythms because I don't want to be in a band like that. I want to be in a band where you're never really sure who's the lead guitar player. I mean, they'll know because this guy, because the lead guitar player that we were gonna get is gonna be able to do like Eddie Van Halen type leads and shit. But I, I mean, you could be like Paris, where your uh, bass player is the lead guitar player on a synthesizer, God damn it. or a sampler rather. They were just here. Again, <laughs> I know too. they were. They apparently they played like the Western New York area like four or five times in the fucking year. I I saw them on a bill and I I commented. I'm like, fun. Here's a fun game to play. When you're watching Paris, and this guy goes up to, and, and the guitar player is, quote, playing a solo, watch him turn his back and look at the bass player who's playing the solo on a sampler. <laughs> yeah, nice try, dude. You're the guy I don't want in the crowd when I'm playing guitar. <laughs> no, because you're actually playing guitar, so I'll, <laughs> you, you're, you're not, you don't have your back to the crowd and you're not having somebody else play your solo on a sampler while you're pretending to play. It's so weird. And one, your song sounds like the Razor Ramon theme song. <laughs> it's so weird because I originally bought my Kemper amp uh, for Lost Elysium. Right. Because my idea was I can go anywhere and record with it. I can tour anywhere with it and this, that, and the other thing. It takes up less space and all sure. that sort of stuff. And it's funny because I got that, but I still had to bring like an entire pedal board, and then I had to bring... A, four guitars on tour, three or four guitars, mm-hmm. because we had two or three different songs with multiple tunings. And then I joined this band, and everything is in drop C sharp. So I'm playing one guitar. <laughs> and then I got the Kemper, and there's, like, no effects. So my band practices re- require me to bring an amp and uh, and a guitar, and that's it. Nice. And um, it's really it's really weird to not have to look down at my feet at all. And I'm like, these are harder, for some reason, these are harder guitar parts. But I'm not looking at my guitar as often. And I realized that when I'm playing live, or when I was playing live at Lost Elysium, mm-hmm. I was looking down not really at my guitar, but I was looking down at my pedal board, making sure it was ready for the next time I had to hit it. And here, like, most, like, if there's a weird guitar part in Lost Elysium, I had to play it, like a weird tone, like, sounding like a 1950s radio or something. I don't have to do this in this band because we have backing tracks and click tracks and right. they, and they sound perfect already. So I don't have to worry about that shit. And I'm on my hands and my feet are, everything's just dedicated to just learning guitar on these songs. And I don't have to worry about distortion or clean or like right now, everything's pretty much cl- uh, distorted except for one clean part. And the one clean part, all I have to do is roll my volume back on my, on my guitar. And that's it. And I'm like, <laughs> Like, holy shit, like, this is so weird to be doing this. So, 
Um, but yeah, my next band practice is Monday, and our band practices are go for like ten hours. Yeah, which is it's a beautiful fucking thing to be able to have, you know have a band practice once or twice a week, and then to have them go for more than three hours is yeah, it's great. So, but um, it's coming along. Uh, you'll you'll hear the band on the thirty uh, first. So. Yes, December 31st. yes, December 31st at Stamps. I got you to not only play an all-Western New York radio show. You got me to walk into Stamps again. I, I'm getting you to go to Stamps twice. 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 <laughs> well, I, I, I was planning on going no matter what if I was doing the December 31st show because I wanted to see what the place has been like since the reno. Sure. Because um, I only remember bits and pieces from right before my concussion. So. Right. Um... But, yeah, so I was planning on going, but then you're like, yeah, Jack Knapp Stiletto's playing. I'm like, well, now I have to go. Yeah. So I've seen Jack Knapp Stiletto three different times and three different venues. This will be my uh, second time. They are so, like, appreciative of being on this bill. Uh, like. Yeah, I tried getting you to go to the last one, and you were like. I think I, think I had my kid. No, no, I think you had work. I had some reason yeah, why it was, I, a, yeah. it was a Wednesday show. Okay, so that it, would explain why. I couldn't and go. I was yeah, because we were we weren't. That's sure. right, because we were on the air that day. Yeah, because we weren't sure if they were going to get it. Because most most shows around here go until like three in the morning, so we weren't sure if they were going to close out the show. If you were going to be going, uh, if you were going to make work, yeah, and you you probably could have because it was like ten thirty, just about when they end when they finish their set, and then I left right after. I got home at like ten forty, so oh, okay. I probably could have gotten you home. I probably could have gotten you work, but it would have been, it would have been close. Yeah, so that's gonna end up being a problem again soon. So. <laughs> oh, you're gonna start working again? I'm going back. Uh, oh. I'm covering for I'm covering for somebody for a couple of months. How many days? Five days a week. Oh, oh he's back. He's never leaving again. Need, it's gonna help me with uh, some money and getting some new gear in here. So, are you gonna start doing? Um, voiceover work there um what i had initially proposed was uh coming back two days so i'd work like monday and tuesday yeah and instead of coming home monday i'd just bring a microphone with me and work during the day in a hotel room yeah and just and just stay there for the day instead of having to go back and forth on that long bus ride you know twice a day yeah just do it twice a week leave monday night go to work and leave Tuesday morning to come home, or uh, Wednesday, Wednesday morning to come home, which would have been a lot easier than, you know, trying to do both. Yeah. Um, but then it was like, well, you know, the guy's going away for a month, for a couple of months, and you know, if you want to cover for him for a little while, and then we'll put you to two days. Like, all right, cool. So I'm starting back. Uh, I think October thirtieth. Because he's leaving on the 27th. And I'm like, well, I can't work the 27th. Nice. I can't work the 28th. There's no sense putting me on the 29th because that would be one day of a pay week. So, yeah, I'll start on the 30th. And he's coming back on Christmas. Hmm. So, you know, that'd give me some Christmas money. They'd give me some gear that I want in here. Yeah. You know. Get the... Uh... You can get those tickets to Marilyn Manson. I could get those tickets to Marilyn Manson that I don't want. <laughs> I, I'm just a little surprised you don't want to see Marilyn Manson. I mean... Again, like you said, hey, if if it's free, I'll go, but... I've seen Manson four times. 
His best show, his best tour, in my opinion, has been the Golden Age of Grotesque tour, or or it was the Grotesque Burlesque tour, as he was calling it, uh, which was the tour for the Golden Age of Grotesque. And I thought, I thought, you know, that show was so unique compared to every other time I've seen him, because every other time I've seen him, he's done the podium thing from Antichrist Superstar, and he's done all this other shit. It's become a greatest hits. It's become a greatest hits. Yeah. Whereas that tour was like, yeah, we're going to play some of the songs, you know, from the, from Antichrist and Portrait and, and Mechanical Animals, but here's some shit from Hollywood and here's some shit from Golden Age of Grotesque, yeah. you know, and like those are underrated albums, I think. Hol- I think Hollywood's the best album he's ever come out with, so. Hollywood is up there for me, for sure. Because, I mean, John 5 really took it to the next step there. Yeah. So when... Because he stopped working with Trent Reznor and then started working with John Five right around the same time. So. And, th- and now it's like, you guys are friends again. Can he produce your next album? Yeah. Because your last four albums have sounded exactly the same. But it's weird because two of them are okay and two of them suck. <laughs> they sound exactly the same. But two of them are good and two of them suck. And the weird thing is, is uh, Luke from XM Priory is a fellow Marilyn Manson fan. And the two of us cannot agree on which albums suck and which albums are good. Nice. <laughs> Is it like arguing with me on what, what's a good Metallica record? And I'm like, St. Anger, man. And you're like, no, Injustice for All. <laughs> Where we have, yeah, we we consider each other's favorite albums the worst album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I keep, I, I had the option of getting Injustice for All on CD for 99 cents. And I, and I said, never mind. <laughs> so I'm like. I just don't like any of the songs I've heard, and one is just so overplayed and too long for me. Sure. Well, I mean, if you think that's if you think that's too long, you wouldn't like the rest of the album because the rest of the album are eight minute songs. Yeah, Freight Ends of Sanity is is an okay song, but eh, I don't like any of the tones like that. No, I I like that's that's my biggest thing is Metallica. No, I like, understand that. The, until they got the black album, and don't get me like the black album's funny because I love the I love the t- guitar tones, and the drum tones, but I absolutely hate the songs for the most part. <laughs> and it's just like and like like I listen to Master Puppets. I will go on YouTube and listen to Master Puppets ninety percent of the time compared to finding it on CD, because I think the the guitar tone on CD is terrible. It's hey I, let's let's just throw this high gain amp on there. We'll call it a day. I think Nick Lucido's listening. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> he just sent me the new flyer with the Jackknife Stiletto logo on it. Good, Nick. <laughs> Good. Who's this XM Priory, though? Yeah. I'm still supposed to meet up with them. and yeah, We both got to do that, yeah. actually. <laughs> so we'll make that happen. Yo, Nick, give us some dates when we can, when Joe and I can come to a well, They practice. jam on Tuesdays and Fridays, so. Okay, I can do Either yeah. of those days, actually. That's yeah, we'll we'll point. set it up. We'll make sure we'll make it happen. Oh man, we'll get down there and we'll do. Uh, I just we'll, got I got to get a little better of my cold. Well, I'm getting better yeah, compared we'll, to last week. I'm already getting much better. So, so this is a new band, and it's uh, I I first heard about it from Gus Walters, who's their guitar player. Uh, my buddy Rob Helms is the drummer. Mario Nobilio is the bass player. So you know it's gonna be fucking incredible. Gus sounds familiar. What other bands he in? He is in Dirty Smile. That's why I know him. And then Helms, is he uh, related to Johnny? Yes. There is he Johnny's brother? He's Johnny's brother. See? I know too many people here. And then Mario is uh Mario was a bass player with Rob and uh Danny and Johnny Helms. Uh back in the Syrian geometry days. 
Uh, they started a new band. It's called Black Mirror. Their first single, or excuse me, the band is called Wave the Flag. Their first. Oh. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> anyway, their first. I just saw Black Mirror really yeah. big on the screen. That's actually the name of the song. It's their first single. They just released it uh, just a couple of days ago. I actually woke up uh, yesterday. I had one person call me and say, "Hey, Anthrax is coming. We want you to, go, you know, you're gonna come with come with me to Anthrax," and then her sister messaged me to say, hey, check out this band, Wave the Flag. And I was like, hey, that's Gus's band. And I looked through the lineup, and I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be a killer fucking band. And uh, It's a super group. Essentially, yes. Uh, and this is their first single. It's called Black Mirror on all WNY radio, the Think So Joe show.
wave the flag on all WNY radio, the Think So Joe show. Brian can't see a guitar and not play it. And now, and now Scott's, you can hear Scott from here going, oh God, <laughs> mute it. The looks on his, the look on his face. You were playing System of a Down when he walked into the room and he's just like, so angry about it. Anal Pudding. And so does Joe. They were a good band. Anal Pudding. <laughs> hey, we're the Beats! <laughs> I like music. What can I say? I own the uh, complete Nickelodeon uh, collection of Doug Not on the, DVD. Well, fuck the Disney collection. Fuck the Disney collection. Nobody fucking cares. D- uh, Nick says for you to do the uh, truffle shuffle. I'm playing with a fidget spinner as a pick. Yes, you are. He actually told me to tell Dan to do the truffle shuffle, but Dan's not here this week, so... Again? What's he, up with he, him? He asked me to have you do it. Dan is uh, fixing his wife's car at the moment. That's my finger exercise, actually. Ah. What I do to work my fingers out, get ready for a show. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Nick says for you to do the uh, truffle shuffle. Go fuck yourself, Nick. (laughs) I don't think he's actually listening, because he didn't know that Dan wasn't here. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) He just happened to send the uh, flyer in the middle of the show. Well, he doesn't listen to us anyway. We don't listen to Nick and Dan's show. They don't listen to Think So Joe's show. We're both all Western New York radio entities now. Are they really? Yes, they are. Starting in season two. Wow. Yeah. So, we have to promote them now? Yes, we do. Okay. Don't go and listen to the uh, Nick and Dan show. <laughs> they uh, they only uh, interview people that are friends with Harvey Weinstein. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's something that fucking grinds my gears. It it sucks because I'm like I'm in the middle and I go I hate everything about everybody in this. Yes, because I agree. There's not one person that like because I someone commented like you know comment me hashtag me too right. So I I commented and I said hashtag me too and they say you're a man you can't be sexually assaulted or raped and I was like and, and you and, are you are not the only person to experience that yeah. You are you are not. I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't say anything. But uh, a, a mutual friend of ours uh, had posted something similar, and then his next post, his 
what the fuck is wrong with people? I hate social media and like all this other shit. Because Boy, somebody I, I, had, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and, and somebody had said uh, something ne- uh, negative to him because he uh, because he's a white male, so he can't be sexually assaulted. Yeah. And I just kind of told him, like, dude, you're, you're a white female. You can't be sexually assaulted. Oh, that's it. Oh, no, because I'm a woman. It's like, oh, so you're a woman and that's what that's that's what matters. Like, I hate that shit. <laughs> like, it's like because you're a white male, you can't be racist. And, or, or because you're a white male, it's not racist to be against you. And it's not sexual harassment when somebody har- harasses you because you're a male. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how this is supposed to fucking work. He's trying to show support, one, for, for women who have uh, been through that. And, uh, and Brian cannot just see something on a shelf and not grab well, it. Well, I'm just trying to figure out, because you don't have... I've never seen you with a Brita water filter. I haven't used it lately, but... Oh, see? And see, we use the same water filter. That's why I was just surprised. <laughs> Jesus. I am, I'm randomly. Like, I've been really fidgety lately, so. Well, that's why I left you a fidget spinner by the by your microphone. It's not working. <laughs> Apparently not, not. It's not spinning fast enough. Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this cat out of here. Something me. But yeah, I mean, so but but it's just like, I'm sick of social media because everything's just political now. Like every little tiny thing is a political statement now. You're either left, you're you're either a libtard or you're literally Hitler. There is no in-between anymore. Oh, I got a really good story. I got this guy who, uh, he got hired a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago at work. Um, and he's like a gun, a gun-toting, like, fucking huge conservative, right? Is he a vegan? No. <laughs> And he was hired to be a, to do uh load in and load out stage crew, but they needed him for a job to be, um, security. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hey man, how's it going? You secure in the area? He's like, yo, you, dude, you better stop. I'm like, what's wrong? And he go and he, and he's just like, just stop. I'm like, okay. So I stop and like six, seven hours later, he's still s- secure in the area. So I go, Hey man, how's, how's security going? He's like, he's like, why do you got to make fun of me, man? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's just like they hired me to be to be a loader, and now I'm doing this. Like, it's you know, and I can hear everybody making fun of me and laughing at me. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> and then I'm like, I actually say this in the conversation. I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to be a snowflake about it. And he just oh off. <laughs> he's like, no man, you come to me, I'll fucking fight you. And I'm like, what do you think the definition of snowflake is? Instead of us crying, instead of the libtards crying about it, you want to fight people because of it. And there was no reason to, like, and then he just fucking walked <laughs> off the job later on. Really? Yeah, we found out he walked off the job, and he, the, the stage man, our stage manager hired him, because he was, uh, acquaintances with him, and he's like, well, that was a bad hire. I mm-hmm. guess I shouldn't have done that. I was just yeah. like, but, um. <laughs> but it, it literally just, like, literally every little tiny thing. You're either a fucking snowflake libtard, or you're literally Hitler, if you, if you, if you take one side or another. Like, there is literally no in between anymore. Like, because I support football players using their constitutional right to a peaceful protest and using their public platform to do so, I'm a snowflake libtard. Yeah. And the best part is, is ever, those people go like, 
they're getting paid millions of dollars to do that. And I'm like, okay, so you're the reason they're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. Uh-huh. If you have a problem, turn the fuck away. Exactly. Like, if you really have a problem, like, and that's the part of America. Listen, I disagree that there are Nazis in this world. I agree that they should have the right to speak their piece. I also believe that if you don't like it, don't give them the platform to do so. I agree. So by every by CNN and Fox News just continually talking, that's how Donald Donald Trump fucking won the presidency, is because he act because everybody was playing him. You barely got anything about Bernie Sanders. You barely got anything about any of the other Republican nominees. Sure. It was all about Donald Trump. And what did you think was going to happen? So and and it, it's it's the self fulfilling prophecy. So I also love that, sure. that most uh, news agencies won't call him President Trump. They call him Mr. Trump, which is actually extremely disrespectful. Sure. So. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I've noticed that this is just, it's so polarized these days where everybody's got, got an opinion on everything and it's either left or right, black or white, whatever. It's not like there are no shades of gray anymore. There are 50 shades of gray, actually. And you are not the first person to make that joke when I've said that Damn, exact sorry. statement. So <laughs> then I feel like a piece of shit. Well, no, it, it's it, then it, I'm a it is a, It is a sensible uh, reaction to that statement. It's a terrible movie. I haven't seen it. It's a terrible uh, book too. Don't read it. I haven't read it. Uh, so, <laughs> but but seriously though, like there, I mean, yes, I lean more towards the liberal side of things. I'm more left leaning, but. Like, just because I have an opinion doesn't make me a fucking snowflake. What I'm trying to figure <laughs> out is people go, um, all the time, they go, um, you know, love our government or get out and we should be able to have all of our guns. Well, why do you need the guns? Because when it's time to overthrow the government, I can do it. I'm like, wait a minute, do, do you love the government or do you not love the government? <laughs> Because it's you're completely going against what you're saying if you're going, I love my government, and because of that, I need to have these guns to overthrow my government. Libtards, <laughs> ah. <Lip> man. <laughs> just I, I just don't get why everything has to be a political debate. I, I just can't, you know... Can't we all just get along? I, I don't like Donald Trump as our president. I'm not a fan of his. I criticize him on Twitter all the time because I happen to be on, I happen to be following him on Twitter from before he ever announced he was running for president. Because you love the guy. Because I, I like him as a businessman. Because I, you know, some of the things he said were like, oh, you know, that actually makes sense. Where he's like, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning and I only sleep for four hours. Yeah, but because, now I'm starting to think that's all a lie because because I because it gives me the jump on the competition. I thought that was that makes sense, but I think it's just, it's starting to turn into a lie when he's taking vacations almost like sure like three weeks of the month. Absolutely, uh, in fucking Key Largo. But my my point being that I was following him way before he ever became uh, even a, a candidate for president. Yeah, and now that he's the president, I'm still following him, and I'm seeing all this stupid shit he tweets. And I'm compelled to just react. Like, he was talking a, a few weeks ago about uh, Puerto Rico, right? After the hurricane hit and all the damage in Puerto Rico. And we're going to have our men in Puerto Rico and we're going to put all our resources towards this. I'm like, but first you're going to criticize NFL players for using their, their uh, you know, 
unconstitutionally granted right of peaceful protest. Hey, man, he can do two things at once. No, he can't. <laughs> he literally spent like two days complaining about football players before even acknowledging Puerto Rico. Well, it's not like it's the Dominican Republic where we get lots of uh, athletes from. Sure. So uh, he tweeted uh, the other day uh, something along the lines of, Americans don't worship government, they worship God. <laughs> I don't worship either, so there's that. And uh, I want to just, I want to find my replies here, so give me one second, but... Fuck that piece of shit. Yeah. I, I sent three replies because it was just like, that is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Uh, let me find it here. There's my post about, uh, have you ever seen Ronda Rousey and, uh, and Rich Ward in the same place at the same time? <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I replied, this country was literally founded on people attempting to escape religious persecution. You're delusional. On top of that, 29.4% of Americans aren't Christian. Doesn't mean we worship the government, though. The fact that you're greedy, lustful, prideful, vengeful, and vain should preclude you from evoking religion anyway, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to invoke religion if he wants to get a second term. He's well, of course. That's, a second term. And, and, uh, and that's, uh, I was telling one of my friends about that the other day, and he said, dude, he's just saying exactly what they want to hear. Which is exactly what he ran his campaign on. Was I'm gonna tell everybody exactly what they want to hear, yep. And they're gonna, you know, and they're gonna love me for it, and I'm gonna get elected, and that's exactly what ended up happening. By the way, hi Karina, I miss you. Is she listening? I don't know, <laughs> but she usually listens to the show sometime because I know Allison often listens to the show when she's able to. Yeah, because I did this thing where I was just like, "Don't tell me to that you'll pray for me," and then Karina is just like, "Oh, thank God you're okay. I'll pray for you." And she, I was like, <laughs> Like, bitch hugs hugs yeah she did that too <laughs> i think i did that to you once too, yeah and you I? can't and you can't just do hugs it's gotta be hugs like is because no one just like it's never just like a hug saying hug is like a bro hug like hug man but going like hugs like it's like oh i love you so much i'm not gonna do anything for you i'm not even gonna hug you in real life but i just want to say i'm thinking about you right now at this moment never again afterwards but hugs like someone like during the uh the texas floods a friend of mine um she moved to texas like three weeks prior to the flood, oh no bought a house and the entire and the house was actually lifted off the foundation oh god no and went <laughs> and, and she's just like i lost everything she's like i bought all of this stuff because she started doing uh she started making costumes for people for movies and stuff again mm -hmm. so she's like she wanted to f she's one of those people that doesn't half ass shit so she spent like ten thousand dollars on all of this gear and equipment and shit and fabric she's like it's it was all lost it was all and everyone went I'm praying for you. Hugs. And she's a devout atheist. And she's just As like, am I. And she she actually said, she's like, okay, whoever said this, you're deleted. And she actually deleted every single person that said, I'm praying for you. Which probably had to be half of her Texas and friends. I, I send positive thoughts. Because those work just as well as prayers. I send negative thoughts. <laughs> I send positive thoughts. Because I, I, I believe in positivity. Hugs! I said hugs! God, man. <laughs> yeah. No. Some people believe praying works, and if, if that's if that's your belief, then that's your belief, man. But I, I'm just... I'm not believing it. I mean, clearly in a situation like that, there's, there's not much I'm going to be able to do to help. 
So, you know what? Hey, I'm thinking about you. My, I'm sending positive thoughts your way. And that's, I think that's a nice gesture. He's thinking about hugs. Yeah, thinking about hugs. I'm praying for hugs. <laughs> anyway, um, but like, you know, if I see somebody on social media and they're posting, you know, their vague booking or their, you know, whatever, they're just posting that they're upset. I'm going to jump on and be like, hey, are you okay? Like, I'm here if you need somebody to talk to. I can do that. I can't rebuild a house in Texas. I can't yeah, give... I can't, right. I can't give you money to uh, rebuild your house in Texas. I can't do any of that. But if you need somebody to talk to, hey, I'm here. Most of the time, I've got nothing better to do anyway. I've got nothing better to do than to pray for you. <laughs> and send you hugs! Well, what I, what I try to do is I try to let people know um, it's going to be okay. Just... Just do your sure. best, and hopefully it all works out in the end. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but that's beyond your control then. So don't, like, I mean, there are people, especially in the in the Buffalo music community, try to bring it back to music a little bit. Sure. Um, where they will just, they will shoot themselves in the foot one minute, and then, like, a minute later just go, why doesn't anybody want to be in a band with me? Well, probably because you act like a piece of shit on the, on, on the web all the time. And I'm like, I think that's... A, I think that's like, there's a lot of people that don't work. And I wasn't actually talking about anyone specific, but it came to mind. Uh, Beeler. Sure. I, because I'm from the government. I'm here to help have lost shows because of how Tom Beeler acts on the internet. I was just having this conversation with the Kennedy carpool, uh, last weekend. We were talking about Tom Beeler and I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And I said, you know, they said they won't play with government because they don't want to be associated with that. With, with the negativity that's uh, that surrounds government. Yeah. And I said, prior to them getting kicked off the Buffalo Metal Fest and that whole ordeal where people were like threatening the venue and shit and, and the safety of the employees at the venue and the patrons of the venue, like prior to that, I had contacted Tom and said, dude, I'd love to have you guys on a show. And Tom says, we'd love to do one. Just not right now. Well, they don't, they don't play a lot of shows. Well, exactly. And then, and, and, you know, I get that from a lot of bands where it's like, we're yes, but not at the moment we'll get with you and we'll do a show. And then that whole ordeal happened. And I, it, it's like, okay, from a business standpoint, like as much as I like, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And I would love to have them on a show from a business standpoint. That is a really bad idea at this point. Yeah. And I, so I can't book government. There's a, there's, there's a time when it's too much. And I, and I would love to, because like, I see through, I, I see past Tom being the internet troll that he is. You know what I mean? Like I, I see past that to like the time that I actually met the guy, he was super nice to me. Yeah. And any time that I've actually interacted with him where it didn't have to do with politics and even even times when it did have to do with politics, I found him to be a well-spoken and, and very intelligent individual and very friendly, very nice. And I would love to work with him. I, I got no issues whatsoever with him. And in fact, when Trump won, because, you know, that's his big thing is he's a Trump supporter. When Trump won, he posted his post and said, this is why I voted for Trump. And I said, dude, those are noble reasons. Good luck. Good luck. 
I hope you get what you want. I don't think he has yet. I don't think he has either. Uh, but, the ticker germs! Yeah, but he's still is still supporting him, so... There's, there's a good uh, documentary television series out on Hulu from Sarah Silverman, and I saw a quick... Uh, a quick advertisement on it on Facebook and it was like it was like a five minute or an eight minute advertisement. Sure. And she goes to this family in um this these gun toting conservatives who voted for Trump um in um Louisiana, like right outside of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And even one the the matriarch of the house said I made everybody vote for Trump. And then like a lot of these guys came out and they're like I um you know, I voted for him, but he doesn't seem to be doing anything he promised he'd be doing. And it's like, yeah, there you go. Now think before you act next time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have, there's a, like, I work with someone who I respect so much, but he's, uh, he's a gun-toting conservative. And I, and when it comes to the gun-toting, he owns, from what I know, he owns a pistol and he owns, like, a, like a rifle of some sort. Mm-hmm. And I asked him why he has him. He goes, just to protect myself and my family. I said, okay. He And he works in Niagara Falls. We work late nights at Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I completely understand. And he, sure. And if there's a, if it's a really bad, um, if it seems like it's really bad, he actually will put the, he'll holster, holster his gun on him while loading out and stuff, because... Sometimes our loadouts are three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. And I, I respect him in every way except for his um, his po- political views. Because sure. it, it it's not like, well, Trump, you know, like he actually had the balls to tell me that Trump scared the North Korea. He's like, yeah, Trump's scaring them. And I go, why? He's like, because Trump doesn't care. He's crazy. I'm like, that's not a good thing to have, though. But... D- North Korea doesn't care. They're fucking crazy too. Uh, yeah, and it's like, dude, like, and I'm like, why did you? And I asked one. I asked a, a, one of the last shows. I asked him. I'm like, why did you vote for? Why did you vote for Trump? He's like, what? You want me to vote for crooked Hillary or communist Sanders? And I'm like, see, those aren't those aren't good answers though. No, to say I'm voting for this guy because I don't want to vote for the other guys. <laughs> write it in then. Throw your vote away by I saying voted, that I will throw my vote away because I d- disagree with everybody else. I ballot. voted for Gary Johnson because it was. <laughs> I voted for Gary Johnson because I didn't like Hillary and I didn't like Trump and I agreed more with anything that he was saying than anybody else. See, I voted for Jerry Johnson. <laughs> was it John Johnson or Johnson John? Or it's from Futurama. Ah, okay. It's uh, the two presidents <laughs> say the exact same things and gotcha. Gary I think Johnson's I, right. I think I'm gonna run in uh, 2020. I think I'd, I would. I would most likely vote. I'd most likely vote for you. I, I think I might. I, I just <laughs> you got to get like the two thousand dollars to uh, yeah to get on the ballot in New York or something like that. I mean, maybe if I start a GoFundMe, I don't know. I uh, can I be your campaign manager? You can be my campaign manager. Don't fear the beard. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And then, and then what we'll do is, um, your song will be Don't Fear the Reaper. Cool. <laughs> and then every then time... Then we'll get sued by Fleetwood Mac, who are like, no, stop using our song. We're, we Blue we like the cult. other guy. Blue, yes, right. Exactly. Blue Oyster Cult. You're right. And then what'll happen is every time you talk about your opponent, whoever he or she may be, we'll play the Godzilla theme song. Go, go, Godzilla! <laughs> uh, See, I could, I could be... But, I could do politics really well. The problem is, is I'm too honest. That's what everyone tells me. I just need more cowbell. That's all. <laughs> Make cowbell great again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. My campaign pro- campaign platform. So let's play some music. Let's play some music. This is a band out of Buffalo, New York, and they are called Pointless Pursuit. 
And this song is called $5 Riot on all WNY Radio, the Think So Joe Show. Pointless Pursuit on all WNY Radio, the Think So Joe show. 
the vines. I was telling Joe uh, off air. They they sound they remind me of the vines, and I really like the vines. So I could definitely hear that. I may be a, I may be a new fan very soon. I'll, there you I'll go. Take a listen to them a little bit more later on. But as of right now, what we have is Joe had homework and actually did it. I didn't sleep through it this time. Did you remember anything from when you slept through it? Uh, when I was watching it back yesterday, it's like, wow, I got through more of this than I thought I did. Because I remembered, like, a lot of it for, like, the first, you know, like, half hour or so. I thought I fell asleep, like, five minutes in. But I was watching it, and I'm like, okay, I remember a lot of this stuff. Like, I think I got up to, like, where they're, you know, where it's him and, uh, what's his face, the doctor... And he's like, uh, you know, they're talking. Oh, we found this in uh, we found this in Scotty's locker. The, you know, scotch or what the fuck ever happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. So, you um, his job for uh, Joe knows Jack is since it's been like a month and a half mm-hmm. is uh, Star Trek, and we're going through the entire series. We're starting with the new stuff, and he has if he dislikes two. Then he is. Then he's able to say no more. So, um, and it's not just the new stuff; it's also the old stuff, except for Star Trek: The Original Motion Picture, because that's garbage. So let's uh, let's start off with your your. You've already seen Star Trek uh, from I think it was twenty twelve, mm-hmm. and then you uh, saw Star Trek Into, Into Darkness, Darkness with Benedict Cumberbatch, and you liked both of those. So next is Star Trek Beyond. Did you know that Simon Pegg wrote this movie? Yes. Yes, I did. I did not know that. I, yep. I found out uh, as I was watching it. When it said written by Simon Pegg? Uh, no, actually, I had hopped on Wikipedia yeah, like, yeah. in the middle of the I movie. I do the same thing with a lot of movies. Because like, the, the way I've been doing it is like I'll have uh, I'll have the movie going over here on the uh, one screen, and I'll be doing something else over on the other screen, Photoshop or what the fuck ever, and I'm like... You know, but I was watching the movie and I went on Wikipedia and it's like, oh, written by Simon Pegg. Like, really? <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was a good movie. I thought uh, the the tribute to uh, to uh, Leonard Nimoy at the very end was uh, was really uh, well done. Oh, when they said that you know he passed away and this that and the other. Thing. When he well, because his his character in the movie passes away. Yes, and uh, at the end of the movie, Spock. Uh, opens up his uh, his keepsake box or whatever. Yes. And there's this picture from Star Trek, uh, one of the old movies. Yeah. Where it's Leonard Nimoy and George Takei and you know all the other, all the other uh, the the other blokes, you know Shatner and all them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really you know that was a very touching tribute. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a. Uh... So what did you think of the movie as a whole? Though? I thought the movie was pretty good. I thought it was, uh, you know, it, it's your basic Star Trek film where it's like, hey, somebody needs our help. Hey, this person's actually our enemy. They're leading us into certain death. <laughs> hey, look, we survived somehow. Okay. <laughs> so would it's, you... it's that Star Trek trope, but I, I that's been the entire series, but it's been well done. So would you recommend it to other people? Sure. Okay. So so we're still right now we're three and zero. You you liked all three that I've given you so far. Which means now I got to watch at least two of the the old ones. Okay. So <laughs> so here's the the first one you're gonna watch. Now here's here's the weird thing. A lot of these movies actually did coincide with with the motion picture. 
Sure. Specifically, this this one that I'm going to give you, it's called The Wrath of Khan. Right. Now, I'm not making you sit through the television version, the television portion of this. Because, the, first off, the television portion came out in the early 70s, and then this was uh, this came out in 82. Right. Um, I never watched the original the original uh, series. Sure. So when I watched this for the first time, I had no idea and I wasn't really lost. They really explain enough okay. of it for you. And you're going to really know because it's called Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Right. So since you've already seen Star Trek in the Darkness, um, <laughs> there's some things that are different, some things that are similar. Um, Which I believe my reference in uh, Into Darkness is like you get exactly like like my thing about this is if you've ever heard a joke about star trek all of these lines are in the movie anything that you would expect to be in a star trek you know quoted in star trek is in this series including the iconic con yes so exactly and that's what you're going to get in here you have uh the original con ricardo montaban who is phenomenal in it. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, there's going to be some dip, some parts that are going to be like, hey, they they put a nice twist on this in the new movie. It's going to be a little weird for you because you've, you've watched the new movie before the... You, you've watched the pseudo-remake before mm-hmm. watching the original. But uh, I think it's smartly done. I think you're going to enjoy it. All right. And if you don't, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you're going to you're gonna dig it, uh, brother. Um, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, dig it! So, and since I will most likely be here next week, you have, you know, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to watch this. Isn't, isn't that a Mission Impossible quote? No. Which, we, which we should do, oh, because God. I'd love to have you watch Mission Impossible and go, how did it get from so cerebral in the first one to just shit blowing up in the fourth one? Like, because it, it just gets so like, wait, what, what just happened here? And I'll get through the second one and just be like, the soundtrack was good. Uh, I disappear is not in there. Oh, is it? It's not. No, it's it's the it's in the credits. Oh, okay. When's the Limp Biscuit song? The Limp Biscuits one. The Limp Biscuit song is in the movie. Okay. And in the uh, foreign releases, it is the it is the end credits music. So this is when the uh, internet was in its infancy. In fact, this uh, it was I disappear that was the whole catalyst for the, the Netflix uh, thing. for the whole Napster, Napster thing. thing. And um. And uh, I disappear had a, or not I disappear. Uh, the uh, Limp Biscuit song. Uh, what the fuck is the name of that goddamn song? It's escaping me at the moment. <laughs> the look on Brian's face right now. Oh my god, dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh uh, no! Don't talk. <laughs> no. It, it, if I don't talk, take a look around. Take a look around. Yep, yes, yep, take a look around. Yes, okay. Uh, the Limp Biscuit song "Take a Look Around" had a video. Yes, that one. It had a that's video. All I can do. That's all I can do. Yeah. Scott. It had a video in Europe and not in the United States. And the video was phenomenal. The video was really good. It's like everyone's like their heads are just falling the fuck off and shit. Yeah, Metallica had a uh, video in Europe that was later released in the U.S. Like when they released the DVD of all their videos which was uh, for Mama Said off of Load, but uh, it wasn't nearly as good as the Limp Biscuit video. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those... The only reason is because Metallica was a much bigger name in, in America at the time. And Limp Biscuit was... I don't want to say it was a much bigger name in in Europe, but they were on a rise at that moment. And, sure. And Metallica was... Um, 
sort of quiet because that was around what 99 yeah well i mean they did i disappear and then they didn't do anything really until saint anger aside from the two songs on snm yeah so so yeah and then what was it um their last show with jason was uh fade to black around those cars and shit yeah which you could tell was such a like i remember watching that as a kid going who the fuck is metallica (laughs) <laughs> because I was like in the Blink One Eight Two and shit at the time, and I'm like, oh. and Jason waves goodbye at the end of that video. I know, right? Yeah, because I've seen it since, and I'm like, yeah, holy shit! It's like he fucking knew. It was like he fucking knew. It was back when MTV had iconic performances. <laughs> like, can you can you name me anybody that's even performed on an MTV event in the last ten years? Foo Fighters. Okay, fine. <laughs> I only know that because like whenever they need a rock band it's the Foo Fighters sure uh, 21 Pilots sure did they count as a rock band? I guess I don't know <laughs> Royal but... Blood have you ever heard Royal Blood? I'm, if you haven't listened to Royal Blood you should I think you'd like them. I will I'll give it a try it's a guy who plays bass and sings and his bass is through an octave pedal so and it goes it's snaked out to two different signals one signal is just the bass signal and then the other signal is a guitar. It, it octaves it up so it sounds like it's a guitar. Okay. And he throws lots of fuzz on it. All right. And um, and then they have a drummer. So it's just two guys. And it is... Uh, I know a lot of people that are really into that band. I, yeah, it's, it's a good... They, they came here and they sold out Town Ballroom. I'm aware. I was pissed because I was going to go. I couldn't find any... I couldn't find any tickets on Craigslist. I, uh... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm aware. The local rock radio station, I use that term loosely... Is uh, I got an email from them with the uh, Marilyn Manson presale code. It's like, do you guys know that Marilyn Manson had albums since Antichrist Superstar? Yeah, I've, <laughs> like, I've, yeah, um, I've I've hear uh, "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This" from them. Yeah, but that was before Antichrist Superstar. Was that it was, really? Yeah, that was on uh, "Smells Like Children." Oh, which I... was the EP that had sing- like remixes from "Portrait of an American Family." Yeah, I have "Smells Like Children." I have a CD and I don't think I had a Sweet Dreams on there, but whatever. It's track six. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, Hollywood. That's my thing. That and um, Mob Scene. Yeah. I like Mob Scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and where's the one with the girl uh, who's dancing in the Chardonnay glass? Or the Martini glass. It's a music video. I like that one, too. That song, too. Yeah. I... I that's how we. That's how visual we used to be for music. For music videos, and, and, and that's my point. I mean, like, we used to be like we're, we're oh, talking about know. iconic performances, like that Metallica performance. It was the last one with Jason, and he waves goodbye at the end. There's like a uh, Nirvana performance from MTV where they throw the guitar up in the air. Yeah, Chris, and it, or, or, knocks, yeah, himself Chris, Chris knocks himself out with his own bass. Yeah. Um, m- green. Uh, not Green Day. Um, Blink One Two. All the small things with midgets flying in the air. Yeah. I think the last MTV performance I recall seeing because it was iconic enough for it to end up on the internet was uh, Green Day doing Let Yourself Go from Uno. And it was just them in just the middle of all these fucking people. Yeah. And it's like, and at the time I liked that song because it hadn't been gotten a hold of by the sports networks yet. (laughs) Then the sports networks got a hold of it and it's like, Every single highlight package is set to this song. Yeah, there's um, I think which was... all which was actually how I got into the song "Centuries" by Fallout Boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually like that. So I actually I like, like Fallout Boy yeah. more after after they uh, 
they took their hiatus than before. I listened to that whole album. I was like, this is actually really good. Okay, so um, I think it was the 2002 Video Awards. I remember that was must see television back then. You that was that was you had to tune in because you never knew what was going to happen. You had like. Remember Limp Biscuit won an award and the dude from Rage Against the Machine climbed that set piece? Yeah. It was like rocking back and forth on it behind them. This was the most memorable. This is the most memorable MTV Video Music Awards for me. It was 2002. And I remember watching that and I've watched all. I, they had a huge documentary a couple of years prior to that. And I remember 1992 um, Video Music Awards had like Nirvana and, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was like very rock orientated. Mm-hmm. So then this one, I was like, it's 10 years later. And I was like, maybe Rock's coming back because this was the this the pre-show performances was Avril Lavigne doing Complicated and Skater Boy, mm-hmm. and then that was and then Ludacris, which is fine. But right off the bat, you at I've least had Ludacris. some rock. <laughs> so and then the main show had Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band doing the Rising, Pink doing Just Like a Pill, um, then they had Ja Rule, Ashanti, and Nas, Shakira doing Objection, Eminem doing White America and Cleaning Out My Closet. Now I don't care what anyone says. Eminem, the second he got enough money to do so, he had bands coming out with him, and then he actually had like actual musicians playing music for him in the studio. So I, I'm on like the verge, like exactly like how um, Run DMC and uh, what's the names and the Beastie Boys would do it. Um, then you had Cheryl Crow, Safe and Sound, The Hives, The Vines, Justin Timberlake, and then Guns and Roses. Yeah. So. When it really comes down to it, like that's the last like memorable one for me. And that Guns N' Roses performance was uh, oh. iconic for all the wrong reasons. Oh my god, yeah. Well, it's the best was because I know it because the inter- they didn't announce that it was going to be Guns N' Roses until right before the commercial break. Yeah, and then also the internet was still in its infancy, so no one knew who the fuck Buckethead was. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why is uh is why is Axl Rose afraid it's going to rain inside? He's wearing that that uh that yellow raincoat, it yeah. looked like. And then he had the braids, which was like, um, you're way too white for braids. And then they had a guy with a bucket on his head. And you're like, this is what Guns N' Roses has turned into? And they played well. It's just, but all you remember is just the visual of like bloated axle and bucket head. <laughs> like <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Can you order me a pizza? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just, but the days of iconic MTV Music Award performances are long gone. I I, I mean, I just want an NSYNC reunion. Sure, I'll take that. Do you know NSYNC, uh, on one of their uh, live shows they did, um, or one of their live tours, they did uh, That Thing You Do? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I actually own that movie now. Nice. Yeah, that was one of my uh, homework pieces on this show that I, I, I got it for like five bucks, I think, or, or even cheaper. I don't know, but I got it. I just got all four uh, Transformer. I just got the first four Transformers movies, uh, Michael Bay Transformers movies. Oh, I got them for free. Oh, okay. And I, I, I made a, I specifically went on Facebook and I shared the link to get the four movies for free, digital. And I said, you know, I've always said I would never pay for these movies. The new one sucks. Yeah. It's like they just make up shit as they go along in it. Yeah. I said I'd never pay for these movies, and now I'm in, but free is my favorite four-letter F word, and so I'm going to take advantage of this deal, 
I still will probably never watch these movies. Have you ever watched them? I saw the first one in theaters. And so you did pay for it. I paid for that one. They got you. Well, that was before I knew how bad Michael Bay was. So I saw the first one in theaters the day it came out. And then, like, the second one, I'm like, eh, no, nah, I'm not going to go see that. I ended up catching it on uh, HBO one day. Hmm. And I was like, god damn, I am so glad I didn't pay for this. <laughs> so I never wanted to see the third or fourth or fifth or however many third. fucking movies they got now. Uh, they j- the fifth one just came out. Yeah. And they're already making a sixth one. Yeah. Because people still, you know, it's, I like the first three. Because it didn't require a lot of brain cells. It was a great... I've I didn't like the, too much. I didn't like the second one, which was originally where I was like, I'm not going to watch any more of these. Well, I, like, I'm tired of Megan Fox. I'm so tired of her. And then the third one she called... Uh, um, Michael Bay Hitler. Yeah, Michael, yeah, Michael Bay Hitler, thanks. So And, and then uh, guess who played April and, you know, and Michael, Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, right? Like, apparently it's okay. Which apparently I have seen. Have you? Apparently? Have you seen the new one? The new one was shot no. on the 33. I didn't see the new one. The new one's better than the first one, but not much better. I, it's got Bebop and Rocksteady and, and Rocksteady. Is well, you farting famous. on a snare drum would be better than the first one. Hey, man, I ain't <laughs> farting on no snare drum. <laughs> I, uh, I, I apparently saw the first one because I saw a, uh, on this day or time hop or what the fuck ever, uh, where it's like... I just watched the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Michael Bay movie, and I'm like, sitting there reading this post in the comments on it, I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Nice. Like, it's so, like, that, that's, you know, people have, like, memories that they, that they repress <laughs> because they're just so horrible, and that must be one of those for me. Nice. I don't have a lot of those. <laughs> So I, I don't have that experience often, but uh, yeah, apparently I uh, I apparently I saw that movie. That is awesome. <laughs> I, I I'm absolutely positive I didn't pay for it because I would refuse. <laughs> I would refuse. But somehow I saw that movie. It must have been on. I must have had like HBO or Showtime at the time, and it was like, oh hey, this movie's on. Let me let me sit here and watch this. Let's see if it's any good, you know, and it it, it must have been just awful because I literally don't remember any of it. So here's a here's a question. Do I have to dress up for the for the Halloween show next? week? You don't have to if you don't want to. OK, I was thinking about going as Grant from the Dreadnecks. Yes, but I have a beard and he doesn't. And yeah, I'm not shaving my beard. So. Right. And that's like the big thing, because I got contacts and I've got the long hair and. I could like spray it to make it look more blonde like his and shit like that. But uh and I've and I've got a dreadneck shirt, so and yeah. I can just I can walk around like crab style all day and shit, but um <laughs> and just I'll just go up to people that I know and just start wrestling. I'll, maybe I'll bring a re- I could bring a wrestling bell like ding ding just start attacking people. Well, I don't want, I don't want to give away what I'm what I'm doing on the air, but we were just talking in the song break that uh I got something that covers up my beard. Because I have shaved my beard for a Halloween costume before, and then it was just like, yeah, I don't want to do that again. We don't want you to do it again. Yeah, nobody wants to see that anymore. Except for G, who posts my cleanly shaven face on every fucking Photoshop he does. I I know, it's scary. Except for the one where he started using the one uh, from our selfie that we took at Blink-182 with the rest (laughs) of the the crowd. (laughs) 
Nice. Yeah. That was the show we saw Paris on. Oh, God. <laughs> sorry. Ah, uh, man. We lost Gord Downey that's tragically hip last night. It was uh, it was tragic, but um, I'm hip to it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't like the tragic. I, I've tried to listen to the tragically hip like many of times. Uh, I was going to say, you don't strike me as much of a hip fan. Um, They actually, a lot of it reminded me of uh, Flaming Lips, which okay. is maybe a bad thing. I don't know. I'm not a big Flaming Lips fan either, but... I give them credit where credit's due. It's funny because Paul from Twin Lions actually just stated, um, like, I never heard of it when I was in Long Island. And then that I forgot that Paul was from Long Island. Yeah. Um, but I was like, yeah, you know what? I never heard of uh, the Tragically Hip until I moved to Buffalo. So I moved from uh, Bu- I moved from Long Island to Rochester, and I still didn't hear about it in Rochester for three or four years. And then when I moved to Buffalo, I started hearing people talk about it, but... I think a lot of it is we're we're very close to the Canadian border, and the Hip were a very Canadian centric band. I mean, yeah. they had a they had a, a a song about the Maple Leafs winning the Stanley Cup, essentially, uh, to 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 basically uh, make a long story short. Okay, it was about uh, Bill Barilko who played for the Maple Leafs. It's a song called Fifty Mission Cap." Uh, a guy named Bill Barilko played for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, he scored a goal that won them the Stanley Cup, and then he disappeared. He uh, he had gotten into a uh, plane crash uh, while he was on a fishing trip. And the year they found his body, the Leafs won the Stanley Cup again. Weird. Yeah, and they haven't won it since. Uh, but uh, So the uh, the Tragically Hip wrote a song about it. Uh, called 50 Mission Cap, where one of the lyrics is literally, I stole this from a hockey card. <laughs> nice. uh, so they're very, uh, and, and the song I posted on Facebook this morning is a song called Wheat Kings, and it's about a guy in Canada who had been uh, wrongfully arrested of murder, and he served some time uh, before they finally let him, before they finally, you know, reversed it and released him. Um, so a lot of their music is very uh, Canada-centric uh, so that would be why I think you'd hear more about them here in Buffalo than you would in like Long Island or Rochester. Yeah, a local terrestrial station that's known for playing "quote unquote" hard rock music, uh, <laughs> "quote unquote" "quote unquote" music that makes you feel like you're on the edge. <laughs> um, and they um, they're like, yeah. So at ten at the hour at ten o'clock, we're gonna play a whole hour, and then every hour we're gonna play a song by them. And I'm like, and like I was I was up because I had to do my car shit um i dropped my car off the mechanic so i listened to like a good 15 20 minutes and i'm like yeah i haven't liked a song yet <laughs> i was like okay i i thought gord was a uh was a very uh well-spoken and well thought out songwriter and uh you know he's no marilyn manson but ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm going to hell yeah but uh yeah i, I was a you know i'm I wasn't like the first person that's going out and rushing out and buying hip albums or anything, but like there were a bunch of songs that I would hear, you know, if I would hear them on the radio, I'd be like, Hey, I like this song and I'm going to listen to this song. Um, like wheat Kings is one of them. Uh, another one is, uh, new Orleans is sinking, which is probably their biggest, their biggest song. Never heard of it. Uh, when, (laughs) when hurricane Katrina hit me and my, uh, bass player at the time were like dude we should cover new orleans is sinking ouch yeah that's terrible we, 
We we uh, did not. Now you're going to hell. Just we did not. I'll pray for you. <laughs> Hugs. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Gord's dead. Hugs. Yeah. But it's like you know. No, I respect him uh, for having like I think it was a thirty some odd year career for yeah for having a career yeah. like that, man. I mean, way to go. And the big thing was is they told him, hey, you know, you have brain cancer, and he goes, well, I have brain cancer. I'm not going to live very long. I guess I have to go out on tour. Exactly, and I and and that's just, and and I said that to somebody today. I said, you know, it's like we knew it was coming. He knew it was coming, and it's still just heartbreaking to lose a guy like that when you've you know when you have the respect for him that uh, you know that a lot of us have. Now I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. But. but yeah. You know, oh. that's, but you know, hey, we we talk about music on this show, and we talk we talk about. I'm tired of fucking that, musicians dying though. What the fuck, man? We did uh, just recently lose Tom Petty as well. Ah! And I know that that one hits home for you. Gah! Yeah. Gah! This, yeah. This is me off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we're gonna go into a song break, and then we're gonna come back, and I'm gonna make fun of uh, Joe's vinyl collection. All right. Fine, here we go. This is a Fine. Band. This is a band called Archers. Uh this is a brand new song they just released two days ago, and it's called Subhuman on all WNY Radio, the Think So Joe Show. Yeah. 
Archers on all WNY radio, the Think So Joe show. If you're looking for them, they spell their name A-R-C-H-R-E-S. Like Sabres is spelled, except it's Archers. That's uh, that, that was the explanation they actually gave me when I asked them uh, the last time we played them on the show. Because I was like, I don't know how to say you guys' name. And I'm hoping I didn't fuck it up. And they're like, no, it, it's Archers. <laughs> you did, but we're okay. Well, I did, and but then I was like, but it might, like I said, archers, and they're like, but I think it might be archers, and they're like, yeah, it's archers. So <laughs> if you guys are looking for them, A R C H R E S. So, um, Joe got some vinyl. I did get a couple of new vinyl. And I've never actually looked at his vinyl collection. This is the first time you're looking at my vinyl collection. So I didn't realize just how much I had until I know, you took it all out, and it's all just stacked there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you haven't seen how many I have. The first, well, I'm sure. The first time I went out to go get vinyl, I got about 50 pieces of vinyl. But, I mean, you also have something to play your vinyl on, so... That's true. I got two somethings. I got actual monitors, too. For yeah. It. So, but... We're going to go... We're, we're, we're going to go through this. I'm going to see if I can make fun of you. Sure. So, number one is the Eagles Greatest Hits Volume 2. This has songs on it, such as... Hotel California. Okay, that's good. Heartache Tonight, good. Then it's got Seven Bridges Road, Victim of Love, Sad Cafe, I don't know any of those. <laughs> Life in the Fast Lane, hell yeah. Uh, then New Kid in Town, I Can't Tell You Why, Long The Long Run, and After the Thrill is Gone, and I don't know that. So, um... It's the one weird thing about this is it says produced by Bill Simsick. And I'm like, why did this motherfucker have to produce it? It was the greatest hits album. Yeah, right. His, well, there, you, there's probably original, like, greatest hits albums typically have at least one new song. No, that's a new thing. From is the, that a new thing? Yeah, from like the 90s on, it was a new thing. Uh, what was it Tom Petty, one of his. So, he so was why one would, of the first guys to do it with uh, Mary so, Jane's Last Dance. So, like, if I had. All of the Eagles albums, why would I have any incentive to uh, purchase? It's not for you. It's the incentive for the people that don't have Eagles albums because they only like one or two songs off of there. Fair enough. So the next one is A Motown Christmas with The Temptations, Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, and The Miracles, Diana Ross and The Supremes, and Jackson 5 Wee. It actually says five, the, the, the number five, and then right next to it is W-E. So, I don't know why. It, it makes me believe, like, this is supposed to be, like, French or something. I don't know. But, um, I can't make fun of you for this, because it's pretty good. And you said you got it right before, uh, right after, right after Michael Jackson died. died, yeah. So, right after he was done touching children. Here's something I can make fun of you for. No, you cannot. Daryl Hall and John Oates. You cannot make fun of my Hall and Oates record. Private Eyes. Uh, let's see. I, I don't, let's see if I know any of this music. Private Eyes. Nope. Looking for a good sign. Nope. I can't go for that. No can do. Can't go. No can do. How white are they? <laughs> mono a mono. Did it in a minute. Head above water. Tell me what you want. Is it uh? tell me what you want? <laughs> I know it's not, but some men, your imagination, unguarded minute and Friday, let me down. Maybe, maybe Friday let you down because you got a case of the Mondays, <laughs> but uh, I have never heard of any of those songs. You, how, how much do you think you spent on this? Probably not much. 99 cents? Okay, then it, <laughs> that is the best. But, but, prior to picking that one up at a thrift store, I used to have it when I was a kid. I had that one, I had Big Bam Boom, I had H2O, 
I had Abandoned Luncheonette. I had like a shit ton of, of Hall & Oates records. I love Hall & Oates, man. You can't make fun of me for fucking Hall & Oates because they are the best fucking band ever. Hey, I'll make fun of you if you're fucking Hall & Oates. <laughs> well, if I was fucking Hall & Oates, then yes, but... <laughs> Get Your Wings by Aerosmith. Let's, let's check this shit out, right? Right? Ready? Okay. Same old song and dance. Boom, baby. Classic. Lord of the Thighs. Oh, <laughs> Steven Tyler maybe wrote that one? Probably. Spaced... Woman of the World, SOS Too Bad, Train Kept a Rolling. I love that song by yeah. them. Pandora's Box and Seasons of Weather of Wither. Um, that's 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 a pretty good fucking album right there. Yeah. Man. So apparently Steven Tyler on this album did lead vocals, harmon oh no, he just did lead vocals and harmonica, and then Jerry Joe Perry did electric guitar, 12 string guitar, slide, and acoustic guitars. And then their other guitars just did electric guitars because he's a loser. <laughs> he's a loser he's a loser I'm, I'm waiting for you to get Puerto to this Rico. waiting for you to get to this next one because I have a challenge for people oh my god I have a challenge for people this guy has some of the best chicken I've ever had <laughs> Kenny Rogers Kenny Rogers that is uh, what Kenny Rogers greatest hits right yep Kenny Rogers greatest hits I have a challenge oh my god he stole like half of this music I have a challenge for anybody <laughs> go to a thrift store <laughs> Look through your local thrift store record, uh, you know, vinyl uh, section there. And if you can find a thrift store that does not have Kenny Rogers' greatest hits on vinyl, let me know. Because I have seen this album everywhere. I, I want to be fair here. I probably would have gotten this album if I've seen it. I got it literally because The Gambler is the first song. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, that was like, oh shit, the gambler's on here. I have to buy this. <laughs> nice. I don't own it digitally. I don't own it on CD, but I have it on vinyl. Because <laughs> that makes sense. And I don't have anything to play vinyl on. Yeah, so... That, 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 that's the killer part of this. Is I don't have anything to play any of this on, but I have this stack of vinyl that Brian's going through here. It's funny because he has Lucille. Chuck which, Berry. No, BB King. Oh. It yes, 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 you're right. He named his, uh, his guitar. You're correct, still. yes. But the gambler, I love the gambler. So. Which, and, and that was the main reason. It's like, oh, that's the first song on here? I'm buying this. I can't, I can't. I don't, I, I don't give a shit. You know, like, Even if you did buy it for $5.99, I'd be okay with it. I yeah. know you didn't, but. I'm I'm sure I did not. <laughs> um, But yeah, I can't, I can't even, I can't make fun of you for, because it's got the gambler and because you got good reasons for it, I can't make fun of that. Yeah. This one, I will make fun of. Sure. Because, you know, Elvis didn't steal enough... Uh, I'll take you making fun of this one. Elvis didn't steal enough music from black people. He also had to steal it from Christmas. <laughs> the War of Christmas started in the, in the 60s and 70s, ladies and gentlemen, with Elvis. So, Winter Wonderland, if, if I get home on Christmas, it won't seem like Christmas without you. The first Noel. Like, oh, out of all the... How great thou art, Elvis. Like, because I know he did a lot of um, uh, spiritual, spiritual yeah. albums, too, but... Out of all the fucking Elvis to get, you were like, I need Elvis Sings the Wonderful World of Christmas. <laughs> there might be another Elvis album in there. <laughs> I'm not sure. But that's... I uh, do own a bunch of Elvis, like, digital stuff, so... And if, if you like... I, dude, I'm okay with Elvis. Like, yeah. I'm looking for a really good Elvis's Greatest Hits. But what but what they did, like, what labels did and, and his management went pretty much, we're not going to put all of his greatest hits on one album. Right? No, and that's the tough thing to do is yeah. like, I got this really good Elvis 
uh, greatest hits album, but like Return to Sender, which is my favorite Elvis song, was not on it. Address unknown. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I love that song, man. That is a, that is a very well written song. Yeah. Go ahead, make fun of this one. I can't. Go ahead. It is a it is a <laughs> it is a phenomenal album. Um, mine's better. It is a, it is Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. I yeah. just say mine's better because mine's original and. I, I don't buy albums to, to I don't I don't buy albums to have the original. It just somehow happens sometimes. Yeah. I just want the I want like when I say original, I mean the original pressing. Right. Um. I just want how it was originally mixed. Sure. That, that's I, all I, I get. I, that. That's all I really. I understand care about. that. Yeah. But uh, no, this is great, especially because if you look at it, um, you have Mick Fleetwood with uh balls hanging under his crotch, <laughs> and I don't understand it, but I'm okay with it. In a weird way. That one I do own digitally, too. <laughs> oh, and I'm okay with that. Hank yeah. Williams' greatest hits. Yeah. 14 of Hank's all-time best. Take these chains from my heart. There'll be no teardrops tonight. I'm so lonesome I could cry. Call Liga. I said call Liga. I just want to say that without the accent. Because with the accent, it does not sound like Liga. <laughs> why don't you love me are you lonesome tonight is also on some of those elvis greatest hits albums by the way. jambalaya you're cheating hot hey good looking hey good looking yep that's one i can't help it honky tonkin cold cold hot you win again half as much and set in the woods on fire that's a that's a big hit in california right now <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> you're going to hell double now, <laughs> doubling, <laughs> setting my my chariot on fire. Um, I, like a whole biography on the back of that. Yes, <laughs> but even as the king of country music, Hank retained the childhood simplicity and humility of his farm boy days. I think I'm getting this accent down pretty. I'm really bad at accents, so <laughs> I was watching uh, an Australian one, and I if as long as it had um, a. A word with er, I can say it, but um, but anything else, I couldn't do it. It's like if, if you use an Australian accent to say beer can, it's the same as using a Jamaican accent to say bacon. Nice. Oh, oh ooh, that this? one. That one doesn't have a cover. It doesn't have a cover. What could it ooh, be? I don't know. The Doors. Ooh. Did you know it was the Doors? I did not oh. know it was the Doors. Doesn't even know what he's got. I I really don't know what I've got. This thing is scratched to all fucking hell. Jesus. Let's see, it's got Break On Through to the Other Side. Piece of shit song. <laughs> Soul Kitchen, The Crystal Ship, 20th Century Fox. What? The Alabama song, Whiskey in a Whiskey Bar, that's a good one. Light My Fire. That's side A. What the fuck is side B if it's got all those hits on there? <laughs> I hope you don't mind me manhandling it, because I don't think it could, it could actually play. You might be right, I can see some of the scratches from here. <laughs> backdoor man, that's how I, that's what I am. I always like to come through the back door. <laughs> Coming through the back door! I made that reference on Board Wrestling Fan talking about Steel Panther. <laughs> I almost literally had to go through the back door to get into that show. Uh, I looked at you, end of the night, take it as it comes, and the end. This is the end. I believe Yeah. But uh yeah, that's dude, I can't make fun I can't make fun of this one either. I am not going to sandwich this because it's not protected. I'll just let you hold on to that for right sure. Because you don't you don't take care of your shit, but I, <laughs> I I'll take care of your shit. And my phone's bleeping at me. Okay. 
Okay. I don't give a shit. Elvis, pure gold. He's got Kentucky rain. Fever. It's impossible. Jailhouse Rock. Finally, one that I know. Jailhouse yeah, right. Rock. Jesus. <laughs> pure gold. I don't know half of these. I love how It's Impossible is Ace Gap, but everything else is B. Oh, oh and In the Ghetto is Ace Gap. In the Ghetto? Really? Yeah. Recorded in True Stereo. The two that were recorded in True Stereo were are Ace Gap for some reason. <laughs> love Me Tender. Yeah. It's from the um, the movie Love Me Tender. Yep. Uh, Loving You from the Hall Wallace Paramount per, uh, Paramount Picture. Um, all shook up. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, I got a woman, which is uh not his song. Nope. I got a woman. Okay. Um. Yeah. You know, Perry Como, Pure Gold. There's advertisements underneath it. It's like Perry Como and Pure Gold don't belong in the same state. <laughs> um. This one. I'll, this one. I'll give you. It's got some. Right. It's got some hits on there. Um. It's. I, I'm not a big Elvis fan, but I think it's just. I never. I never. I can give him the respect, mm-hmm. um, but I can't give him more respect than say someone like Bob Dylan or uh, when it comes to the, well, I do have to say like Justin Timberlake to me is like the new is the new Elvis sure. Presley. So. I'll give you that. Um, Beatles sixty five. I'm actually surprised you have this. I just mm-hmm. feel like you don't like the Beatles that. I much. like the Beatles. So great new hits by John Paul George and Ringo, and this may be an original, dude. So, it, which would have cost a lot more money 10 years ago, but now everyone's got... Well, no, it doesn't cost anything because it's fucking scratched all hell. Holy shit. That is the problem buying from thrift stores sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but it is Capitol Records. This is uh, original. This is an original one. So, uh, burn every single other one, and this could be worth some money. <laughs> but um, I can't make fun of you for this. I mean, it's got rock and roll music. Um, I feel fine. She's a woman. No reply. I'm a loser. I'll be back. Uh, everybody's trying to be my baby, Mr. Moonlight. Yeah, I mean, I can't make fun of this at all. Fuck America. No, no, no. Fake American Dream, that is by a local band called Cosmic Shakedown. Wow. Yes. So this is, like, the newest vinyl you have. That is, uh, probably the newest vinyl I have. So how, let's see how scratched it is. It hasn't even been out of the sleeve, I don't think, so it should be fine. (laughs) Let's see. Holy shit. That is nice. Yeah. I'm not even going to name any of the songs on here, but Cosmic Shakedown, they still a band? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you own their vinyl? That's all he cares about. That's uh, that's that's sweet, man. I am, I'm not saying shit about locals. Like, I, I'm working on trying to get uh, my band some vinyl. The, their guitar player at the time uh, was a really cool dude. I'm still friends with him, and uh, he's, he's no longer in the band, but I thought that was just awesome that they had a vinyl, so he made sure I got a copy. The Wrestling Album. Yeah. That's been re-released recently. Is that Marty Jannetty in the mixing console? Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I think that like... might actually be Rick Derringer. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Didn't, uh, what's his name? Or no, no, no I was thinking Coco Beware, but Coco Beware's on the Wrestling... Wrestle, that, that's the, on, that's on Wrestling... Driver. Pile Driver, yeah. There we go. Jesus. We're like, we're both trying there, we're just like... Well, I think yeah. it's also the Wrestling Album 2 is Pile Driver. Mm. Uh, which is uh, Andrew J. Reimers uh, from the uh, uh, CPX and uh, uh, fuck, I can't think of the name of his other goddamn yeah, band. He's all, gonna kill me. And these man. are all like covers for the most part because it's got Tutti Fruity on here. Yeah, Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah, um, eat your eat your heart out, Rick Springfield. That's great. 
Um, I can't make that's, fun. Uh, that's Rick Springfield, I think, in the in the mixing console. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't really make fun of, this, especially because it says "Don't go messing with the country book." Don't go messing with the country ball. I love that <laughs> fucking song. Yeah. I mean, even when I wasn't, and here's the thing: like, this is when they finally figured out music and wrestling can go together really well. Yes. And then, I mean, because the first wrestler to really go out with, come out with music was uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And then, like, pretty, I want to know who the second guy was. Well, the first guy was not Hulk Hogan. Who was it? Uh, Steve Steve Austin. <laughs> it wasn't Steve Austin. Uh, the Freebirds like to take credit for it, but it wasn't them either. I think it was, I want to say Gorgeous George, but I'm not positive off the top of my head. Wow. Well, we got to look into that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Diamond, Love at the Creek, recorded live at the Greek Theater. The Greek Yogurt Theater. <laughs> Let's see. It's got uh, Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> and who cares about any of the other ones? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was watching the uh, Sabres play the Golden Knights last night, and the Golden Knights were ahead like four to one, and they started playing Sweet Caroline, which is a thing, right? That's a thing where sports teams, if they're ahead, like late in the game, they'll play Sweet Caroline. The Sabres do it, and I'm like, you stole that from us, and we stole it from the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. So I'm not gonna make fun of that because I feel like uh, I I I don't have a, a Neil Diamond record, but I have a um like. A mixed album, and it's got Neil Diamond. It's right. got Sweet Caroline. Yeah, that's why I got it actually. Sweet Caroline. You've got the uh, hard, hard to look for Metallica Green cover of Ride the Lightning. It's a reprint <laughs> from Burnett Records, though it doesn't actually say Blackened Records, which is the newest. No, I, I know, but it's. Uh, I got it right before they started Blackened. Uh, I got it on eBay, and I didn't. I didn't realize that it wasn't. Are you sure it's a reprint? I'm positive because oh, okay. it's a white vinyl or a, a clear vinyl, one of the two. Yeah, but you can do that. You were able to do that back in the day. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, don't I have uh, the original white album from the Beatles, and it's white. The white. The, the Realistically, white. there is like nothing other than the vinyl to tell me that this is not an original pressing that had the uh, mistaken, uh, you know, the miscolor of the of the green instead of the blue. Okay, it's clear. It's not white. Yeah. That's what I said. It was white or oh, clear. Yeah. Um, dude. Brian is observing. Brian is, is inspecting. Well, first off, this is a French pressing. Oh, which the green one was a French pressing. Congratulations. You have an original one. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, 1984. Nice. You've got an original French pressing of Ride the Lightning. So that means I actually have the green cover that was a misprint that's yeah. worth a shit ton of money. <laughs> You've got, uh, so how about, uh, I'll give you 50 bucks for this. Nah. <laughs> I've got some, when you actually start getting some money, I've got some really good Metallica vinyl for you. Good. <laughs> so, um. The, the next one in your, uh, your quest to make fun of me was actually just given to me. Just re just uh, last weekend, actually. So I can't make fun of you for I got I I remember I'm not a I wasn't a huge fan of Ride the Lightning, and then I got the vinyl. Yeah. And then I went, wow, this is this is good. I was actually really happy I got it. So yeah. Um, Metallica's Master of Puppets. Um, is it original? It looks uh, like it could be. I believe it. I I believe it would be. That and the Iron Maiden ones that are after it. 
Um, yeah, it looks just like mine, and mine's original. And this was uh, this was literally just yeah. Electra Records. Yep, yeah. it's original. Literally just given to me. Wow, as wow, dude, it's like never been fucking played. Dude, the the covers of that and the or you know the 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 covers of that and the uh, uh the lightning no the um iron maiden ones that are coming up after this are in really good condition for the most part yeah yeah <laughs> i see that one split yeah there's a there's a, a a special glue to get to fix them okay i don't have them yet but if i get the glue and it works on my shit i will bring it over for you cool um I'll, i'm gonna buy you some uh sleeves too all right, because um, the the only one I have in a sleeve is the uh, yeah, and that, ride the light, and that's not good because the glue gets stuck on the on the cover sometimes, and it'll fuck, and it'll rip the shit off. Yeah, the... Iron Maiden Power Slave, eh? I'm not an Iron Maiden fan. Sure. Um, I know two minutes uh, to midnight, and that's probably it. Yeah, uh, I know Power Slave too. Iron Maiden Life Live After Death. That's pretty cool. I'm not gonna disparage iron you know people that like iron Maiden because if you like iron Maiden, you like it but uh, again this is just pretty this is just a live album but the artwork is phenomenal on it so so far i can't really make fun of you at all <laughs> it's sort of annoying he's uh, trying he's got to hurry though because we're almost out of time here so chinese democracy what kind of loser are you <laughs> um what's your favorite song shackler's revenge is my favorite song and that is an original pressing of that album <laughs> yeah, but I can go to the dump and get an original pressing. You're probably right about that. So I'm not. I can't make fun of you because it's. I mean, it's Guns N' Roses. You're a huge fan. I know that. Yeah. Uh, Neil Diamond. I'm making fun of you. Hot, hot August night. What's with you and all the live? I don't know. I Neil just found Diamond some shit. live Neil Diamond shit, and I was like, hey, I don't own any Neil Diamond shit, so I bought some live Neil Diamond shit. Ba ba ba. <laughs> and then that's it. That's uh. That's that's all of them. I've actually got uh, Appetite for Destruction. And something else, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But they're uh, they can, they were like the ones you could buy at Hot Topic that had like the T-shirts with them and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just saw um, what was it? A Bob Dylan, um, Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah, it was at a thrift store, and for fifteen dollars, I could have gotten a seven-inch pressing of that with some B-side on there, and then a shirt. And I'm like, why? Yeah, I'm right. Like, I, I'm like, I already had Mr. Tambourine Man. I have an original forty-five of it, so I was like, I don't give a shit. And I don't go out and try to get this shit. It just, it always so happens that I have a guy that, like, I've got an original Limp Bizkit Significant Other. It's in red fucking vinyl. It's really Nice, awesome. nice. And he gave it to me for free just because he's like. Nobody's going to buy this shit. That's exactly. It. It's, and he, <laughs> so he, I told him it was my birthday. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, oh, you got that for me for my birthday? He's like, oh, it's your birthday? Yeah, here, have it. I'm like, no, I was, no, how much? He's like, no, don't worry about it. Cool. So there, there was Brian attempting to make fun of my record it's, collection. It's impressive, man. It, it's it's not a bad record collection. Maybe next week I'll make fun of your Google Play collection. Yeah, well, that'll take a while. <laughs> uh, this is a band called The Removers from Buffalo, a uh, female punk band. I know Brian's been looking forward to hearing them. Yeah! And uh, this is uh, a song called Hate Me, Saturday Night at the Death Cult on all WNY Radio, The Thing So Joe Show. Peace. And we'll see you next week. Oh, <laughs> my